0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Sad Soul Advice Club. My name is Mitch, and my
1: name is Christian, and I'm at you with an in, just insanely fresh teeth. <laughs> right off the
0: bat. <laughs> and I, it's not just one of us. I'll tell you we that much. We both brushed our teeth before we started recording.
1: It's you know, <laughs> I didn't drink an energy drink, but. I'm really channeling yeah, it. But
0: I'm hyped on the
1: toothpaste. Oh, definitely. I yeah. put on sunscreen.
0: I, I feel like I ran a
1: fucking mile <laughs> just now. <laughs> I replaced all my lights with tanning bed lights. <laughs> I'm boiling I, in here. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> my blood is boiling hot. Really beneficial for everyone. Um, So if you we're want very a little, clean. If you want mm-hmm. a little
0: inside scoop, Christian and I tried to record the beginning of this episode on, like, six different occasions... And mm-hmm. then we boiled it down to it being, hey, you know what we didn't do that we usually do is brush our teeth right before we record. And it's like, but that's just a silly thing. That's not going to help us do better. And right. I could feel it helping me do better right now.
1: Absolutely. If you ever need something, you're not, first of all, a lesson, never give up. Yeah. That's one thing. Also,
0: just always brush your teeth, like no matter brush what. Brush your teeth <laughs> do it you do anything. Day. Yeah. It'll
1: be perfection, perfecto, just like this just a teeth ting you know so (laughs) um uh let me recap a few things i've been watching the nba playoffs Mm -hmm. uh my hands look like spider hands Mm -hmm. mitch has great hands i do have good hands can you speak on your hands for a second
0: Mm, let's see uh i have spindly little fingers Mm-hmm. I have small hands. They're not very large. They kind of look bigger because my fingers are so spindly. But then you see them in person and you're like, oh, it's a child's hands. Okay, I get it. Um, you know, I, I feel like, a, like we're having, first of all,
1: I feel as though we're having a bit of a connection here because I have the same problem. I have small hands, long fingers. You're saying spindly, but mm-hmm. I feel like we're saying the same thing. We've got really similar hands and that's why this podcast
0: works yeah. the way it does. You can't have a friendship if your hands are like different in any way. And I, I learned that the hard way. Have
1: you ever ridden a motorcycle?
0: Mm, no, I've ridden a quad though. Isn't that cool?
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it cool I've that also, I called it a quad?
0: Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know what that is. <laughs> it's like an ATV. Oh, I've, ri- I've also ridden an ATV. I drove it into a lake on accident. Wow. Hey, okay, this check this. out.
0: I have a very similar story. We should both tell those stories at so the I end of the, the podcast. <laughs> at the same They're time. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> and we end on the same word. And that's it. <laughs> no, wow. We should tell that story. No, we should tell our stories about both crashing an ATV at the oh, end absolutely. of the episode for sure.
1: We're chock full of stories, but before this, the the good stuff, what is yeah? What, what, is this what are people listening
0: to right now? <laughs> this is Sad Soul Advice Club. This is an advice podcast hosted by Christian and yours truly. And uh, you guys, what's the email? Send in questions what's at email? an email address. Submit at sadsoul.info, info, and we read through them and we say hey. I kind of want to talk about this, and we answer your questions on the show. Sometimes people even, uh, as of late, will submit audio questions of themselves talking, and we do have one audio question at the end. Very beautiful.
1: Very beautiful.
0: Really relaxing. This is
1: just a living example about never giving up, being positive, mm-hmm. optimistic. I did open an umbrella indoors yesterday several times. Didn't realize what I was doing. You fool. It's The episode is bound to crumble, but that's just how life goes.
0: Is that why the episode will crumble? Oh,
1: absolutely! Okay, I got it. It It sure will. Just wait for it.
0: So should we start? Yeah. By the way, I'm reading a
1: newspaper, not even paying attention. Okay. Anyways, I am paying attention. (laughs) Being polite, very attentive. Let's Um, go.
0: Let me just pull out the old phone, (laughs) the The old old cellular phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Reading questions off the house phone.
0: (laughs) I have them written there. And
1: the caller ID inscribed.
0: Okay. Inscribed. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. First question. We did not um, We did not talk about, again, what order we're going to go in, so I'll just pick one. Okay. Uh, this one is called, how do people start making music? Hello, Mitch and Christian. Music is literally everything for me. I can never just listen to a chill album before sleep because every single kind of music makes me think and want to make tons of my own songs and it's been like this for as long as I can remember. But no one supported the idea when I was a child, no one supports it now either, uh, and I absolutely get why they don't, but I just need to try so bad. So I have no musical education which would have taught me more about the core of songs and how to start writing my own stuff. Like, how to find the right melody for lyrics and the other way around. I know that this is what I want to do, but I'm clueless as to where to start from. For example, I recently got a guitar, but where do I start from? And how do I start learning the basics of it? I thought that I just might as well risk it and ask for advice from someone with an actual experience in this. Love, sad soul, PS, sorry if this doesn't make any sense. English really isn't my native language.
1: Well, let me start by saying I've never made music.
0: Never mm-hmm. listens, and I never will. I find all my songs personally just on old MySpace pages, and then I repost them. And that oh, is—that's what Flat Sound is. I've seen it. By the way,
1: unrelated to the question, I just want to mention Mitch has been ra- ranting and raving about how he's in a really comfortable position. Oh, it's
0: true. Hmm. And I want to hear about it again. Maybe Ro- 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 I'll be, take then? a picky. Maybe I'll take a snapshot after we stop recording, because the way I'm sitting, it feels <laughs> like I'm on a talk show right Our now. Our new cover art. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me <laughs> being like just gabbing. Uh, my legs are crossed. Uh, I'm sitting on my bed, or I, I'm like halfway laying on my bed. You know, I'm like, I'm sitting against the wall. You know, and I'm doing a character, character propped up on pillows. Portrait right now. And yeah, okay. Now describe it more. How does your face look? <laughs> Painting it live. it's super good. I will take a pic and I will post it when I... I will tweet the picture when... Oh, hopefully. God, I hope it turns out good. <laughs> um, I will tweet it when I post this episode and then people will know what the fuck I'm talking about.
1: This is where the umbrella opening comes to haunt us. <laughs> the pic's going to be awful. Well, okay. Back to the question. First, first of all, my head is just bursting with advice and ideas. Um... I'll start off by saying the best possible thing is to feel a passion towards something, a genuine Mm -hmm. passion. And if you have that towards anything in life, you should pursue it unless it's crimes. Um, Well, so you're on the right, you're on the right idea path here. And Mitch, do you want to take this for a second?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, I pretty much agree with Christian with, what he was saying. As long as you have that in you, you should pursue it, and you can do this. I mean, I know that they were kind of talk. I mean, how can I explain this? Their original question was sort of, how do people start making music? And then they talked about how they don't get a lot of support in this dream of theirs. Is it that they don't get support to do this professionally, or just to do it at all?
1: Mm -hmm. I think, well, to... If you're not going to get that kind of support until you actually start doing it. And a lot of the time, things, especially, it depends on if it's an anxiety thing, anxiety thing, or, um, well, see, that, uh, that's a problem I have a lot of the time. Even in everyday, everyday activities is, <sighs> God.
0: Yeah, well, the ship is going down, but <laughs> <laughs> just one, one fatal blow after the other.
1: <laughs> okay, well, every every single day, this is something I talk to, I see a therapist, I talk to my therapist about this, this is one of the main things we're working on, is how to start things. A lot of the time, the problem is, even in everyday life, getting out of bed, whatever, doing whatever you want to do, once you actually do Begin it, begin your day, begin whatever you want to do. It's a lot easier. So the starting point, even in conversations, whatever, endless examples is the starting point is the hardest bump to get over. And once Mm. you actually do start, then it becomes a lot easier. But there's so much anxiety. There's a plastic barrier or whatever between that. And what would you say is the best way to start? To get over that fear and anxiety and start
0: something, Mitch, do you have any? First of all, what you just said is very insightful and very true. Um, <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Let's <laughs> all everyone. give it up for Christian, it's therapist, for telling him that.
1: <laughs> By the way, Mitch is my paid therapist.
0: Um, yeah, for a I, th- in months. I think that you know starting something is the hardest thing, even if you already knew how to play the guitar. And already knew how to write songs, Just even just starting a song. It feels like the whole, I don't know how to do this process all over again, almost every time I do it. Because I'm like, I'm left with just a blank page and I'm supposed to mm-hmm. take this and create an entire song with lyrics and melody. And I'm going to record it and mix it and do all this stuff. Um, it seems very daunting, but just going back a little bit, you can teach yourself music. I taught myself music, Mm, I was never classically trained to do anything like that, and I don't think I'm like the most incredible guitar player or anything else player or even singer, Um, but you can look on the internet, you know, I, I think I started out just looking at songs that I did like and learning covers. Uh, and then I'm like, hey, I know how to play that song. So now I know how to play these chords. And if I put them in this order, it makes a new song and then I can write lyrics to that. And then it just slowly grows from there. You can teach yourself for free how to Absolutely. how to play chords on a guitar, how to finger pick or how to do anything like that. to um, shred. Yeah, or shred. The, f- the first thing you need to learn. Is to shred. It's to shred <laughs> the fame yes. will come Once you shred it's it's all over yeah um you can certainly teach yourself all those things even if it is very daunting um my dad has this funny story that he's he's he always to this day let me bring him up tells um let's all give it up for my dad <laughs> um call him right now <laughs> he's like what's going on um he has this funny story about uh, how when I was like 16 years old for my birthday, he was like, "Shit, I don't really know what to get Mitch," and he was pretty low on money. And he was like, "Oh, I'll just give him one of my acoustic guitars because he had like many guitars because he would play, and my brother would pay. Uh, uh play. He would would pay. Would would. Paid a lot. My <laughs> <"Dad> is amazing. <laughs> my father's neon. I young. was amazing right from the start, but. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so long story short He gives me one of his acoustic Guitars for my birthday And he says that he fully expected You know, him to just sort of Eventually get the guitar back When I didn't actually learn the guitar Because he was like, hey, I'll also pay for Lessons if you want, and I said, oh no, I'm fine And he said, okay, whatever If you don't want to learn the guitar, it's fine Uh, But I did learn the guitar, I learned it All on my own, and then I started to record all on my own and then in our garage and in the bathroom and then because there was like a bathroom attached to my room i had a very nice room back then. that was a pretty cool room uh <laughs> i would record these songs and it slowly grew and grew and grew so yeah that's sort of my dad's own little uh success story of, of me and it's really embarrassing
1: <laughs> i first of all i'll say Again, reinforcing the idea that you don't need any professional help. I, I took guitar lessons when I was in maybe fifth, sixth grade. <laughs> it really cool. didn't help. I was trying to learn ACDC songs, just <laughs> shredding little tabs, whatever. I never got a hang of it. I didn't like it because I was being forced. I wasn't being forced, but in a way I was because it, it became feeling like work. Homework. Right. And lessons can help a lot of people. I, I would keep playing. I would keep trying to learn the guitar every one two years I would always get to a point of saying this is impossible I am never gonna be good at this and I would stop and eventually if you just kind of push yourself to get over, just like recording a podcast for example you just Mm -hmm. try enough times and you eventually get over the that bump in the beginning and you learn it but that's not even the important part I think I think just doing it you don't have to for example, I'm just I'm childlike in horrible in instruments. In my opinion, I'm not traditionally trained, but just doing it, you can find ways. Even if you don't know how to really play instruments, you can write songs, write chord progressions, whatever. In my opinion, uh, I have a lot of rants going in my mind at this point. First of all, okay, this is gonna be a long episode. Do this. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's do it. <laughs> There's, a, there's this stigma, in I see it a lot in comments on YouTube videos and things like that, where people base music entirely off of, oh, this person can't sing. Oh, this person oh, can right. sing. That's not... Music is a lot more complex than that. And whether you can sing well, there's a million good singers in the world. People go on American Idol every day, and they're mm-hmm. great. It doesn't make a good musician. It's true. It's all... Stemming from you and your mind and your creativity and everyone has that and you just have to naturally filter that out in whatever way and you don't want to be An incredible I mean you it can definitely help you to have skill in music, but you don't need to have that classic skill Um and the more unique it is You know the, the better it'll be because you don't want it to sound like everyone else Yeah, and exactly and even just practicing just picking up a guitar just writing whatever with no just messing around even if it feels like it's not worthwhile even if you feel like you can't write a song right now you can't you're writing a bad song you're failing Mm -hmm. you're still getting practice the better you get you know the better the more you practice the better you get and i think it's just all about starting and it's not about skill it's just about doing it and everyone has that addition to whatever they're going to do, whether Mm -hmm. it be music and that own unique contribution. So don't get too down on yourself how it sound? If it's not sounding good at first, if it sounds different than things, a lot of the time it's actually, it can be really
0: great even
1: if you don't think so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I (sighs) use this analogy a lot, which is funny because I don't like sports at all. But if, if you you're watch <laughs> if you watch a person playing soccer uh or any other sport like that <laughs> sport <laughs> like the spork um if you okay you can watch sports all you want and you can study and sports and you can read I do. books about sports but you're never actually go- if, if you if you watched soccer and knew everything about the sport you will never be good at that sport until you actually step on the field and try and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing applies to music and especially stuff like music theory. You can get classically trained to know all of these things, but in the same manner, you're going to learn just as quickly if, as long as you play, period. Mm-hmm. So you can just teach yourself a few chords online and then practice those chords because it's going to be very weird for you at first and you have to train your body to learn these new habits and then especially stuff like like with melodies and stuff it's my personal belief that you shouldn't have somebody else teach you about how to write a melody you know Mm -hmm. you do it yourself and your first hundred melodies are going to be not that good uh and then you keep trying and trying and trying and trying and then it becomes so natural to you that you can just create them every single day uh and it's fun it's cool
1: Although at the same time, uh, <laughs> bringing
0: some controversy to the show, I
1: I do think things like w- listening to music, whatever, it, it's kind of different in terms of sports and music because I feel like a lot of things, especially in art, movies, whatever, a big po- a big part of being a good musician, artist is... Actually, this is almost one of the, the biggest uh, assets is having good taste knowing what's good you don't even have to have that skill necessarily if you if you know what's good if you can curate like what's going to sound good if you have really good taste um you're going to be able to have that creativity to create something you're going to have that knowledge and that brain power to be able to know what's what to do what not to do what's already been done
0: are you talking about like in the early stages or Um, just period I, I would say in any stage, yeah, period. Well, like, for I example, don't know if that's necessarily true for me because hmm. at the very beginning, I listened, like, like, throughout high school, I listened to tons of music, mm. like a lot of music every day, all day. And it made me want to create music. Mm. And eventually I did. But the more I created music, I mean, I barely listen to shit anymore. You know, like, generally, yeah, I listen to a lot of the music I listened to in high school still today. And mm. I never really... I never really kept being that obsessed with music because each time I wanted like to satisfy an itch for music, I would make music. I would create music. I think
1: it's, it can go either way. And that might be more of a um, thing just to develop as you're starting out or Mm -hmm. whatever, just in general in life is like, for example, there's a band that I don't want to mention, but there's an artist and he worked in a record shop Mm -hmm. and just was listening to music all day but never really created it but from having just that knowledge of hearing stuff get developing a good taste he cited that as probably one of his greatest skills and assets in making music is just knowing what's good And that I think that really translates into um making things yeah for sure and you're able to like you said you can learn your songs and you can kind of put your own spin on it. So you know you have these good references, but you can channel your creativity into that. Um I, I guess think... it can go really go a lot of ways. Um but I guess in general the the most helpful advice is to just break that that glass barrier and just start and just do yeah, whatever sure. you have to do.
0: Um, Wait, who who was who was the artist? And I'll cut it out because I want to know.
1: Uh, no.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that the um, I think that what this person needs to walk away with the most is the fact that um, they're focusing a lot on uh, fundamentals. Being, maybe. Yeah, like being taught about music uh classically
1: specific way too
0: yeah and that is one approach it's nothing that i because i mean personally and this is just me speaking and i know that there's there's a lot of exceptions there's just an there's just an unbelievable amount of exceptions but the majority of people in my personal life that i know that went to school for music Mm -hmm. um to me make very boring music
1: Absolutely. Like kind of what I was stressing before, you can be a good singer, but that doesn't make you a good artist. Oh yeah. If you have those, a lot of people who are maybe naturally good, talented at music do make a lot of boring stuff. And that's that's really not. Very true. Not that's, it's, it can help you to be good it it, skill wise, but I would say it's 15, 10% of the importance in making music and whatever way you find that helps you the most learn it. however you want to learn to play a guitar by learning tabs just messing around with it in general and I, I will say almost every great musician in my opinion and a lot of my favorite musicians have the same story of they learned themselves by just right. picking up yeah, whatever same. picking up a piano guitar whatever and whatever way works for you don't don't discount it just try and don't feel like this is This is the wrong way. I'm not good enough at this instrument. I can't do this. Just find the way that works for you.
0: And it's frustrating at first. It's extremely frustrating because you're like, I have to learn this entire thing, and I can only get an infinite... There's no point where you stop actually getting better.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely.
0: And that's almost frustrating because you're like, there is no ceiling. I just keep Mm -hmm. on learning and keep on learning. So it's up to you really like how good you allow yourself to get. But especially at the beginning stages, it's frustrating. I mean, like I remember just learning the guitar, and just switching from chords like C and G while still strumming while singing mm-hmm. was impossible to me. That's just so impossible. Uh, and now I could just do it in my sleep. It's it's like the easiest thing in the world. It's it's like mm-hmm. it's like breathing to me, you know. Um, Definitely. So it takes time for sure.
1: Yeah, and also I'll say there's always a place for you to make music because again, I think people don't embrace enough is people will try to cater to a certain audience or like whatever, be popular whatever. There's always that niche of you could bring something unique to music and yeah, exactly. to embrace that, that individuality of yourself and what you can do because obviously you have a passion for it and everyone has the capability of doing something that's mm-hmm remarkable impactful whatever it is. So, I guess yes, just find whatever way works for you and don't let doubt or failure or whatever
0: get you to quit indefinitely. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're just doing this music thing as a hobby. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's fun. Just learn it uh and you can learn it online. So, I guess the spark notes of this are of our long ass answer. <laughs> yeah. It's the <laughs> um, longest answer of all time yeah, in but, the show. History. But well, so someone outside seems to be
1: squeaking a, a little clown nose. <laughs> like, they've been doing it. So they're they're mocking they're me. <laughs> not, shouts out, shouts out.
0: Um I guess, yeah, the condensed version to this very long answer is um you're at the very beginning stages. So as long as you have a guitar, uh yeah, get a tuner, get a capo, get just th- a pick and the essentials and once you have all that stuff teach yourself chords online learn a couple covers of some songs that you actually do enjoy play those songs over and over and over again until they feel natural and then you'll learn you know how to change chords and play chords and then from there that's your starting point you get to just play whenever you want you get to play those chords you get to learn new chords and then the more you do that the more hours and hours and hours you pour into that you will get better
1: Absolutely. Good good cop, bad cop type of thing here. I'll just say, even if you find a way that's not that exactly, there might be something that works better for you. Maybe just messing around, maybe some other way of learning music. Although maybe it's better to have that concrete way of starting. So, you know, listen to Mitch. I'm not even... I have a mirror next to me. I'm just smiling to myself in the mirror. (laughs) I'm looking at the
0: mirror fixing my hair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Just kidding, everyone.
0: So... Is that the for one? There we go, boom, yes. Wow, we really gave him a good.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> Loves to riff,
1: love to argue, love to just have a good time.
0: Um, Should we just jump to the next question? Yes. Okay, yes, let me just find yes, it. Yes. Let me just yes. find it. You know, this is yes. another music-related question. Oh, yes. Which is pretty neat. Pretty cool.
1: I hate music. It's so dumb and bad.
0: You just drink water?
1: Uh, yes. I want
0: water now. (laughs) Let's take a little water break. Let's, you know what? Everyone out there that has water, I want them to actually just take a sip right now. We're going to do it. All of us, all of us, Christian, we're going to do it. On it could three. be
1: water and monster energy drink. Yeah. A cold okay. Yeah. Hard like beer, just a drink of something. You if you
0: have a just a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I really didn't want to take this last shot, but <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I guess I have to. Knocking them out.
1: <laughs> Hit their head on the fucking table. <laughs> they become. They're on the edge of being blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. They're just. This pushes Swang them back over. And forth. Wing. I don't want to, but they're just making me <laughs> do it. But I guess so. Okay, on three, we're all gonna take a drink, and then we're gonna be like, mm, we all did that at the same time. Okay, one, okay. two, three. <sighs> that is called our "Let's Drink Our Drink" segment. <laughs>
1: That's one of many new segments. <laughs> one of our classics. Being it's
0: a new classic. We're gonna implement it for a <laughs> show. Instant classic. Yeah, I think we actually should. That was kinda cute. Okay. It was instant classic. That's all I gotta say. Next question.
1: Hey, can I go to the bathroom?
0: Of course. <laughs>
1: I just uh, just chain-smoked five cigarettes in a yeah. row, ready to go.
0: Really just... <laughs> <gasps> okay, 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 okay. And I hear some nervous. I can feel
1: it. Shaking. Lightheaded.
0: <laughs> Wanting a sixth. <laughs>
1: Smoking
0: it indoors. It wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, what's
1: That's your thought on the, the big debate? What? I don't care. Um, hand sanitizer versus regular hand-washing.
0: Oh god. I guess I've heard from I can't believe I'm gonna actually answer this. Um I guess I've heard I from can. some people that using too much hand sanitizer is not a good thing, and I am a fan of washing my hands. I do like that a lot, but I also do like using hand sanitizer. I think it feels good. Well, there we go, kids. You mm-hmm. heard it you uh you heard it here first. Mitch is a hand sanitizer, apologist. <laughs> <laughs> Get okay. out of here! Get out of here! Ready? Okay. Yes, we had ourselves I'm a bathroom ready. break, we had ourselves a little water break, we're good to go. We tired ourselves out from that last question just going all in. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, I don't even care about this one.
0: Uh, yeah, we're just going to be like, uh, just do whatever. Okay, next question. <laughs> um, Between question banter, this stuff is gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Feeling Like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Dear Mitch and Christian, okay. Do you ever feel guilty about making sad music and art at times when your life, in times, at times in your life when things are going well? To expand, a lot of things in my life are really good right now healthy relationships, safe and stable living situation for the first time in over a decade, etc. Things are pretty good. But also, I'm a mentally ill trans kid and struggling with an eating disorder and substance addiction, and a lot of the experiences in my life have been pretty bad. And a lot of my music I make is pretty sad. And I feel a bit guilty about it and like I can't like I can't share it in good conscience because what if someone hears this song where I talk about a terrible abusive relationship I was in and think it's about my current partner? What if my partner listens to a song about feeling ignored, unloved, etc. and gets upset because it's obviously about them, but in actuality I wrote it during a breakup and it doesn't necessarily reflect my overall feelings. Should I release these songs anyway, or should I refrain so as not to hurt anyone else's feelings? You guys write some pretty frank and emotional music. Uh, Have you ever had this problem? Thank you. Love always. Sad soul. Super relatable question, by the way.
1: love to relate. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm
0: going to post this whole thing on Twitter.
1: (laughs) I'll just say, uh, first of all, art in general is subjective it's first uh, also don't feel required to make art or music or writing it doesn't have to be a a biographical timeline it doesn't you don't have to be constantly writing on a you know a stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. it's not everything's you know a documentary um i'll say i don't even i really don't think it It matters what you write about whether you're writing your current feelings you're and I'll say this now um a lot it's fine even to just make stuff up you can lie in art you can lie in writing you can just write things because they sound nice you don't have to be honest in music you don't even have to I don't even I don't really believe in the the um Although Mitch and I were actually talking about this or kind of Uh similar thing to this earlier is that it's not even, this is my opinion that you don't really need to attach personal, the personal life of an artist to their art. Um, Oh, right. Mitch and I were talking about this with something about Chance the Rapper, great Mm -hmm. new album. Listen to it.
0: Yeah. Mitch? Uh, uh. Well, I think I kind of... Well, I don't necessarily disagree because I know that there are a lot of artists out there who are like, I'm going to write something that to me is fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do have to say that it is my preference, you know, yeah. that that um, a song sort of... I'm not saying that you can, you know, write fictional stuff and it, you know, isn't exactly coming from the heart, but I do think that, you know... When I hear a song about anxiety, depression, self harm, uh-huh. stuff that's like, you know, like really personal. Oh, definitely. If that person didn't actually go through that, I feel like they don't really have the right to like make mm-hmm. it into an interesting story if it's not their story to tell, you know? Yeah. Because well, then it I just think... sort of feels like they are they're sort of using that as a um as like an interesting tale to be like, wouldn't this be dark and twisted? And it's like, oh come on, that's someone's real life. You know, yeah. like that they're living. It's so,
1: definitely it's. I think it's very subjective, and if it's, it has to be done in the right vein. If it's really, if it's, if it's a pandering song or a yeah, very for sure, insincere, ingenuine song, then yeah. And of course, with subjects like that, very, very personal. Yeah, it's not good. But um, it really depends on the type. Also, I mean, with something like Mitch's music, it's obviously. I I think it's very personal experience based, and it's very. Yeah. You know, upfront and you know, intimate kind of. So if yeah, that I think was I make all... like
0: music like that so much that I start to forget that like other genres exist. So I'm just like, no, all songs are ultra personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every song <laughs> is is too is just kind of is hard to listen to because it's really really uh, personal. But then it's like, oh wait, no, there's a whole other world of music out there where it's like they could just be telling like a very interesting story or they could just be storytellers. Um, yeah. And Sometimes
1: it could, and it, it I it, even with music it doesn't even have to be a story. It could just be lyrics that mm-hmm. are just as as an as a piece themselves, an art piece where it's just a like a beautiful sentence or whatever yeah, else that's it true. is. Or and at the same I also think it's nice it's it's important, not maybe not all the time, but like it, it's really subjective because again, something like a flat sound big Big plug um, (laughs) or wishing um, (laughs) um, that it it is very personality based, but a lot of the time it's it can be really nice with certain artists to have open interpretation of the lyrics. So They they kind of mean what they want. I mean, what you want them to so you can get your own interpretation of them. I guess this is kind of straying from the question. Yeah, I was I, about to I, say like I, we're
0: talking a lot about like fact versus ranting. fiction in music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was going <laughs> like uh, my
1: personal rants. Um well, I think in this situation I think you should be able to write whatever you want to write about and I don't think in general and for other people it's 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 their Personal business, in a way, they they shouldn't be part of it in that way. To the point where they take issue of it, right? And just in general, in lyrics, I don't think people should bring their own personal, you know, virtues or discrepancies into it. So if you're writing about something from the past, you can you should just be able to write whatever you want. And I think whoever's hearing it should have. I guess. It's hard to say they should have the common sense to know it's just music and it's right. probably it's not always on a timeline and it's if you're you should just write about what you want to write about mm-hmm. and I mean you can explain it to if, if it's causing some kind of issue in your personal life you can give a brief explanation but I don't think you should hold back on whatever you want to do in art it's very free flowing mm-hmm. and you should not you shouldn't feel guilty about whatever you're writing about because that's the whole point of writing is to just write about how you what you want I guess yeah
0: Mitch hey. probably has a much better more insightful answer well i have two major things to say about this yes. question one is that for some reason people they do assume and i don't know how they assume this thing cuz i can't imagine being over the age of like 13 and actually still thinking this way but mm-hmm. People seem to think of the artist as always being in a perpetual state as the last song they heard from them, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense because it's like, I mean, I know I've probably talked about this in the past or maybe I've used this example, but I've, I've had people on many occasions reach out to me and they're like, Hey man, I just heard this song and it's a song from like four years ago or something. And they're like, I just heard this song and I just wanted to say, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry for whatever this person did to you. You know, if you ever need any help, I mean, just like reach out. And it's like, what do you think us, how do you think time even works? <laughs> like, how do you, <laughs> my God, like, that's like looking, what's the example I used to use? This but shout sure out to
1: them, no, for, for caring. Yeah,
0: for sure. But it's like, <laughs> but damn, yeah, how do you I, not I, get I, something I, like yeah. that? Um, that's like looking at a picture of me in a cast from like five years ago and being like dog i'm so sorry about your arm and i'm like uh it's it's an old pick man i'm actually not wearing the cast now i'm fine things don't have to be so present and artists i think people really have to understand that um yeah artists aren't always living in the perpetual state of the last song that you heard from them in fact by the time you've heard it it's very it's very old to them Especially if it's a recorded song, writing a song takes a long time. Recording a song takes a very long time. Releasing a song, especially on an album, takes forever. When you hear the songs, it's it's old news. It's old emotions, it's probably not eating them up, but they got it out, it's a catharsis. It's, it's this thing that they use to say, hey, this is how I was feeling and this helped at the time. Writing this song was true to me then. Another thing that I want to point out is in a relationship. It's important if you are an artist like this to have a conversation with the person that you're in a relationship with and see if they're okay with that because you're putting them in a weird place because not everybody fully understands and if they're one of those people then you have to really explain to them, hey, look, I can write a song about this and it doesn't mean that I'm currently going through it and... I don't want it to reflect you in any way. I personally, I like sad music. Sad music makes me feel happy. It makes me feel like I really got something out. It's it's the most relatable art I think that you can make. Um, and I think it's really important art to produce and to exist because when a person is sad, they want to relate to something like that. It's important for them to relate to something like that. And for the artist, it's important to let something like that out. So. Have a conversation you with think, your significant... Do you,
1: really, do you really think that, though? I, do you think that helps to listen to sad music?
0: I do, yes, absolutely. Because
1: I feel like a lot of the time, although I get a side of it, but also thinking about it now, I feel like mm-hmm. I when I listen to sad music, I kind of just... It, it kind of worse. Me, It makes me yeah. just kind of like wallow. Like, I, I identify with it and I uh-huh. relate, but I... I Again, I don't think positive music. I don't know. I guess it's different for every person. Just me growing up, probably, I don't know. Actually, I've been kind of growing up around like hip hop Mm -hmm. since I was a little, little kid. But something i found that helps me more so than sad music, even though sad music makes me feel something and makes me relate and makes me identify whatever. But it kind of just reinforces the sadness I'm already feeling. Mm -hmm. Whereas something like... uh, whatever for me personally listening to really like boisterous like boisterous um self-indulgent hip-hop oh, makes me sure. feel a lot better it makes me say like oh wow I'm feeling really confident and cool now and yeah yeah for a lot sure. of the time it's like oh I'm gonna like prove everyone wrong. all this very almost positive talk even though a lot of it's very uh, ignorant and bad yeah, sure. in a lot of ways and whatever even though problematic is a really dumb word it's that but um I do just this is just something I'm thinking of now even though I I agree in some points just bringing the bad cop in here <laughs> yeah no
0: I I certainly see where you're coming from especially because I see a lot of comments online um, like if you were to just search flat sound on Twitter right now, you would see mm-hmm. at least a handful of comments right now from random people being like, I'm listening to flat sound, lol, I want to kill myself or something. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate is it more there than any, anything.
1: Do you think there's a way, a a certain way to listen to sad music to make it a, a positive experience? Yeah, absolutely. Because when I listen to yeah. sad
0: music, I do feel good. I what feel... You say, is there a way to do that? I I guess it just really depends on the person because that actually I carry a lot of guilt thinking that people actually might be listening or they are listening to flat sound in a in a negative way like they like yeah. it but I guess in the same way I totally understand it because listening to very confident Uh, hip-hop music will make me feel more confident and cool. And I'll say, yeah, I'm ready to take on the day. So then, in the same way, if if you're sad and you listen to a sad song, you might just end up feeling more sad. And for me, it's never really been that way. I listen to sad music all the time and just feel sort of validated. I think, oh, it's okay to feel like this because this person felt that way and they got through it. Or maybe I'm not alone. This person is also dealing with that stuff. And those are my favorite listeners because I feel like they get it in a way that I've always understood it Mm -hmm. since I started making music. I would never make music to make people more sad. Um, It's just that like, when you do it as a catharsis, and you feel, I guess, like better at the end. I like to think that when people listen to sad music, they feel better at the end or they feel validated mm-hmm. at the end because that's how I felt when There's I was a definitely
1: teenager. definitely a way to feel – I mean, I've had that I, – I know I, I've gotten a lot of relief from sad music, but a lot of the time it's almost oh, – uh, a subst- like a drug like experience where you're it's it's temporary you're feeling good and validated, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really help you progress. But it can I guess because sometimes it just helps you get that foot forward. I right back to the original question. I think as an artist as the as the original question asker, um, you you don't have to you shouldn't have to worry about what you're writing i guess how much that you should make if you're in a relationship maybe you should explain that to them and you know um communicate it but as the as the writer you should not have to worry about that because that's a, a big part of creating art for a lot mm-hmm. of people is having that freedom of saying what you want to say and not having to feel that guilt because you do feel it on a lot of ways in in real life and just real interactions so uh-huh. that's kind of a release um so it's a lot of it's really about the listener and how they choose to interpret it and how they choose to deal with music but you shouldn't have to feel that guilt even though even if you do i guess hopefully us telling you that you don't have to will
0: help mm-hmm. i also feel that on top of it sort of being your responsibility to have that level of communication with your partner to say hey if you hear this i just want you to know that this is how art works for me Mm -hmm. um it's also sort of your responsibility as a songwriter or as an artist to i think there's a level that you have to or rather there's a line that you shouldn't cross like i don't think that you should make music that's so sad and with no real meaning behind it other than you know i'm sad i want to kill myself and then that's that especially with my music now i try i mean i tried this in the past i just don't think i was that good at it to make it at least even if it's sad it's hopeful Mm -hmm. um and i feel like if it lacks that hopefulness it's sort of for nothing because then it's like well then what kind of message are you really sending out um i like the idea of hope in music and even if you don't um or if it's not for your style of songwriting Um, I think it's important not to just make sad music for the sake of making sad music Uh and then just to make it as negative as possible with no real, like with no real outcome.
1: Yeah. I think, um, in my opinion, I guess how I was talking about the freedom of a, of a artist or a writer applies in 85% of the way. I think the classic standard life guidelines that I personally is that you shouldn't be doing something if it's if it's contrived, if it's pandering, mm-hmm. if you're trying to do it for the the for your own beneficial reasons, then that's where it crosses the line. But if it is an artistic expression, whether it's sad, whether it's n- almost meaningless in a way to right. you, that it's okay. To, I think you should have that freedom to do it. But I don't think if you're doing it for, you know, beneficial or self-indulgent reasons like that, it, it is almost to me like an insult to art almost, Yeah, as, my, as pretentious and like purist as that sounds. But I do believe in that because I do see a lot of it online. Yes. <laughs> it <same>. just <laughs> the, you know, it's easy to pander to people and relate mm-hmm. to people if that's your goal. Oh, but especially it,
0: it, if you're like addressing teens and you're talking about depression and self-harm and stuff like oh, that. Oh, definitely. I see it all day, every day, and it's like, man, that was so hard for me to write about the first time. It took years for me mm-hmm. to actually do that, and these people are like putting it on fucking t-shirts oh, and selling it, and that's just, God, it makes me want to puke.
1: It's, it's bad. It's, it's, I think, so if you have those intentions of, it doesn't always have to be pure intentions in terms of This is what i'm feeling but if it's intentions of i want to make something i'm feeling Mm -hmm. passionate about this i think you should have the freedom to write but if you're trying to pander to people if you're trying to get your own benefit because it's easy to get that benefit it's just a a matter of having dignity and not crossing that line because anyone can relate to people and and nowadays become successful on the internet by doing that but i think you have to take The maturity of saying i'm not going to do this because it it kind of first of all worsens i don't want to say society but it does but just art in general it's just an insult to Mm -hmm. to creating because it it kind of ridicules and mocks it in a way um and i also want to say i do agree i thinking back i do agree that you should communicate if you have some kind of romantic partner because i know from personal especially being when i was younger i like checking someone's social media and seeing a certain thing and then thinking oh my oh, god yeah. like, this is about my situation yeah, exactly and it's so, not a good feeling at all yeah yeah for them so you should communicate it with someone you're really close to in that way but otherwise mm-hmm. you should have the freedom to write whatever you want to write as long as it's coming from a again not to sound like an art purist but from a, a real uh, a genuine standpoint Anyways, that's two really long-winded
0: answers. <laughs> but they're good answers, right? Definitely. Um, I comedy? also want to take a second just to <laughs> clarify that when we talk about things like, you know, you shouldn't pander to this and you shouldn't do this, these are not assumptions that this person is doing this. We are talking to all artists that might be listening. Yeah. Um, does. And these are just only our opinions. This person that actually wrote in seems like a great person. And if yeah, they... Oh, yeah. uh, if they had a bit of a troubled past, or if they feel the need to actually get stuff out, or they just prefer making sad art, and I can, I can, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Certain things just—you should absolutely when, if do If we're on it. the
1: podcast, some too opinionated geniuses. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we'll, its just stuff that triggers us into rants. Mm-hmm. But definitely don't take it personal as the the question asker or the listener. Oh yeah, no. Most, this is. Most likely the people that are listening to this aren't those people. Right. (laughs) We're just getting angry about idiots (laughs) online. Anyways, should that be it?
0: Yeah, I think they're (laughs) good. For this
1: podcast in general. Um, Okay. I hope that helps someone, even if it's not the original OP. Yeah, uh, I hope so too.
0: I hope people stop... uh... (laughs) Stop... (laughs)
1: ridiculing me and <laughs> beating me stuff up at every day. Not me.
0: I would never let that happen. Okay. The last one. I do it to myself. Uh yes. So we're doing this audio one, right? Yes. Okay. Everyone, kick back. This is a bit of a long one. Grab some popcorn. Uh but let me just say this person's voice, I mean it's like ASMR. <laughs> it's classic. It's really it's just really nice to listen to. <laughs> It's a good um,
1: thing, you know, man.
0: <laughs> so let's... So let me just... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Let me just... Okay, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, here we go. Kick back. Enjoy. Here is a question called, I don't want to hate humanity. And it goes like this.
2: Hey, sad soul. Um, so, I have, I was wondering if you had any advice for me, and, um, so, lately I've been dealing with being, um, very, just, cynical, and I just haven't really been trusting people, um, like, I've kind of just lost, um all faith in humanity, like, all together, but, I mean, it's not very good, it's, so basically, what's been happening is, I feel like I, I just always assume that, you know, people are out for themselves, and I mean, there are a lot of people out there like that, but, like, I feel like a lot of relationships people have are kind of superficial, and they just use each other to like advance themselves and i mean i want to believe that i guess there are other people who like genuinely care you know but i mean honestly i don't even know if i'm one of those people like i don't even know if i believe people are out there like that um i i don't know this is really been affecting my life and just my outlook on everything, I've been um, just, I don't know, I haven't been connecting with my emotions very well either, and that's kind of tough. Um, so, like, I just feel kind of disconnected from, I don't know, my kind of my empathy in general towards other people. And, anyways, so, I was just wondering if you guys had any advice for me on how to deal with, you know, not being such a cynical person. Also, I don't know, or, I don't know why I keep saying I don't know, but, um, so they say behind, you know, every cynical person is a disappointed idealist, and I think that's really me, like, kind of, like, I'm pretty disappointed about my life, and I just assume, like, the worst is gonna happen, like, I don't know if, like, I'm about 17 in high school, and I haven't really been, like, I just feel like i failed at, you know, so, the social aspects, and the school aspects, and I don't know, it just really makes me feel like I'm kind of a loser, and I just kind of feel almost like, why, I mean, nothing's going to get better, you know, why trust in the world, and, I don't know, I was just, I was just hoping that you guys had some advice for me, um, it would be really appreciated, so, please answer back if you can, and I really enjoy your podcast, and, yeah, and, yeah, I'm just gonna try and do whatever. I don't know. Just, just help me, okay? Please, okay. All right, bye.
0: I'm about to cry. <laughs> so, first question: uh, Should I or should I not edit in soft piano <laughs> 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 throughout that whole question? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that it would just be a scene from a movie, if I did.
1: Yeah, it's really like an audio sample, but I am really also... Honestly, I share a lot of... Even now, a lot of the same feelings and the same outlook, and I I do really... I feel it. Oh, yes. Mitch, you have a few choice
0: words. Mm. Like, just to describe the question or to answer it
1: are we are we even
0: on on the record right now <laughs> yeah yeah we are <laughs> why are you gonna say some sick shit <laughs> no
1: i just didn't know no we we're entering um
0: um let me think this person's 17 years old and from what i understand they're at a point in their life where they you know unfortunately grew up enough to realize that the world is kind of shitty (laughs) Mm -hmm. the world is kind of full of shitty people and when anybody really realizes that and that feeling doesn't go away by the way you always sort of are aware of that once you realize it the first time um but it's a fact there are a lot of people in the world who you don't agree with or who you think are leading superficial lives or just out to get other people or are being greedy. There are people out there who kill other people. There are mm-hmm. awful, awful people out there. Um, and what's important is that you don't let that get to you so much that it actually makes you, you know, permanently cynical um, toward Everything and I feel like a lot of that has to do with your own personal Happiness because you don't sound like you're very happy with your own life currently Uh And I feel that if you were if you worked on that the world becomes a little more colorful You still see the ugly all the time, but it bothers you less. It just becomes a normal thing like oh that sucks, but I I'm doing okay. (laughs) So I'm I'm still I'm I'm happy once you
1: hit that breaking point of of realizing how the world is and i think also i'll say i don't know if everyone feels like that i feel my personal opinion is that is a sign of intelligence and oh, it for sure is and and sign a sign of someone that has a i don't know uh just a something to offer to the world almost um Mm -hmm. or just a free thinker which is very very important um because things are bad that's very true and it's easy to see that side of things because it's there it's in your face in a, and you do reach a point where enough things happen enough people let you down that you have that mindset and for example I'll, something I'll say like what Mitch was hinting at it really does come from within and from how you choose to view things my mom sent forward me an email she forwards me emails about positivity and it's really (laughs) nice of her but um there was one she sent me the other day kind of talking about how and this is something I've learned um how certain attainable certain goals such as oh if I'm in this relationship if I'm if I do this if I get this job if I reach this point I'm gonna be happy and it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned myself and I'm sure Mitch has learned things like success, for example. They, certain points, if you have the mindset of this is what's going to make me happy, this is what's going to be good uh, in superficial superficial ways a lot of the time, it's never enough. It's not how you reach that point, And you right. have to kind of learn to take the perspective of certain things, such as, again, going back to my family, my mom... Tells me something that you should every day at the end of the day in the morning list. Make a list of five things you're grateful for. A, a gratuity list. Um, because there it, there are a lot of good things and mm-hmm. and there are for a sure. lot of bad things. The world is really bad. A lot of things are out of order. There things aren't fair. Life is really unfair. Life is really cruel and mm-hmm. just. I mean, I experience this, I feel this every day, but there's also a lot of things I have to be thankful for. And it, it is hard to rely on. I have a piece of art that I made that says right in front of my eyes that says, is there anybody I can rely on? And that's something I felt. But I think the the bad does outweigh the good. If that's what, how you're, if you've get, just got your eyes open, that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say there's no good people out there. There's no one you can trust because there definitely is. But it's a lot harder to find, uh, I guess. uh, Mitch?
0: I think going back to what you were saying, um, as far as it being like a sign of intelligence or something like that, I mean, yeah, (laughs) very common statements like uh or rather sayings like ignorance is bliss uh wouldn't exist if that wasn't Mm -hmm. at least partially um true um i mean with like the intelligence thing aside i think just when it comes to just straight up ignorance i truly think if you're not paying attention or rather hmm, how can i say this if you look at everything and you're not at least a little bit bummed out a little bit cynical Uh, then you're not paying attention. I I
1: often have the mindset of, I wish I was oblivious. Oh yeah, me too. I was way happier,
0: (laughs) way happier. But I think we all, or at least most people just sort of reach a certain age where you're like, oh damn, that, that sucks. And if you're not in a place where you're satisfied with your own life, that can really get to you. Mm -hmm. But I think it's totally normal to look at everything and all that, because I remember being young, especially at the age of 17 and really looking around at everybody. And I still sort of feel it now where I just look out at people. I'm mean, like, now I sort of feel it when I, when I look at teens, when I look at teens, God, <laughs> when I'm, I'm, I'm peeking through a fence. <laughs> when I, uh, when I kind of going to say observe, but that's a weird word too. When I noticed, All these things that teens are into or young people are into, I I feel not very attached to it all the time. And I'm not saying like, oh, that makes me better. I wish I were. I wish I could be into that and Mm -hmm. still find happiness. But I find happiness in my own ways. I'm very satisfied with my life. And so though I recognize like, yeah, of course things suck. That's just like sort of like a fact is that things sort of suck. Um. But the good outweighs the bad by a very large margin if you just allow it or if you do your own personal growing. because I think you're focusing too much on other people. These other people are superficial. These other people are out to get people. And the truth is everybody's kind of superficial and we're all kind of selfish. We're all sort of, we all sort of, are viewing life as ourselves being the main character Mm -hmm.
1: and you can't i mean it's how can you because you're living in that body and mind Mm -hmm. every single day 24 it's
0: hard to it's hard to not be selfish right because that's all. i think it's good to be selfish Uh uh-huh because like you are all you have you should treat Mm -hmm. yourself well and you should focus on yourself and say hey how how am i doing but um i do think that there are people out there who take it too far And they will become so selfish that they hurt other people and et cetera, et cetera. But
1: it's a balance. I think Um, this person
0: really needs to um, focus on their own life just a little bit more and what makes them happy. And, you know, you're not going to be 17 forever. And it is sort of hard being 17. I remember being 17 and thinking, "I'm like, that's really rally. (laughs) (laughs) Rally. that's really where things kind of started to go a little bit, things got darker then for me, for sure. Uh, and it's because I started to like really take notice of all these things and I wasn't too satisfied with my own life. Um, so I think that's like really what you need to focus on is yourself and your own personal happiness. And there are ways to be happy. I'm happy as hell right now. Um and that (laughs) just bragging. I'm doing so good. Screenshots of my bank account (laughs) to everyone.
1: Yes, I think um well in the broader scheme of things, there's you really have the option of how to look at things. You can either yes, it's it's so easy, especially as someone a free thinker to be Angry about things. It's, you can log on your timeline and find something to be angry about mm-hmm. in two seconds. Things stu- are things are really really dumb. People. Ugh, God, I can I. For example, I can just go off right now how yeah, I'm mad right are, now how awful things are and how bad everyone's taste is and stuff. But um, but what's the point? Is right. I think is what it comes down to. You can make yourself feel miserable, or you can choose to find the best option in in whatever situation even if you're in a bad situation Mm -hmm. you the just the the not obvious but the better option is to find the best way to deal with it to find you know what's the best route i can take in this Mm -hmm. what what's good instead of looking at what's bad right and it's not always easy but you can you can do it and you can and it's just very, I don't know. For well, example, okay, coming yeah. out of high school, my whole life, I was not very happy. People weren't nice to me. I didn't get a lot of attention. I got, then I got a late high school early and then getting out, I got all this attention, got all mm-hmm. this compliment, but it, it just ended up being... Very after a while it, it felt really really good and mm-hmm. but after a while it just becomes Noise, it's just it doesn't actually satisfy you right and you kind of realize That the the things that that'll make you happy aren't in other people. That's They're true. not other people's very, very reactions. True. They're not it, You just have to find something that makes you happy in yourself. You have to live as, as you create if you're if if you're an artist just create for yourself if you're whatever you just have to live for yourself because Mm -hmm. other people are always going to let you down but if you can find that happiness in those ways that you can make yourself feel good then that's all that really matters and that's all that's going to be with you your whole life that's all you can rely on and of course that's not saying you can't rely on other people there's going to you're always going to have good friends you're going to have people that have similar mindsets as you if you haven't even met, if you haven't met them yet they're they're out there and obviously you're obviously you're, a, you're intelligent and you'll you'll meet people like that right. but in the end you can only rely on yourself so if you know how to make yourself happy then that's really all that matters and you will find it happiness and in more real not real but i don't know Mm -hmm. less superficial things right and
0: anyways well (laughs) Um, i would say it's not even that bad to find happiness in superficial things as long as they're like little things like Mm -hmm. i i i think what helped me the most and this is what i was going to say earlier is that a major thing that helped me the most and that i still do today all the time um This helped me when I was really trying to beat the, you know, how do I not be so negative and cynical all the time when everything is so bad? Um, And it's as simple as making a list of just a few things in your life that you really enjoy. And I mean, on my list are things like, I like um, Fruit Punch Gatorade. (laughs) Yeah. And I like this video game, and I like writing poetry, and I like writing songs, and um, then you get more specific and more specific. Like, well, what do you like actually? And then you're like, eh, I like the sky. I really like the sky. And they're like, yeah, but okay, I guess I like taking pictures of the sky. And I like to go on walks. And it's like, yeah, but what about that? Like, do you like, oh, I like that one trail because it makes me feel this way. Or I like this, or I like that. And then before you know it, these things that you weren't even considering like a video game that you only play late at night or Gatorade or things like that actually do make you happy and those are very personal parts of only your life. You know, all of these things mm-hmm. add up to being just your life okay. and it's really important to recognize them and to never forget that they actually exist and to never start stop <laughs> appreciate never start uh that goes, and for, to the never. Last,
1: that goes for the music question <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to never stop like really fully appreciating that those small things exist you have to always remember the small things because happiness isn't i'll be happy when i reach this level of success or when i do this really crazy thing those can be very good accomplishments but you can be happy The entire time you're trying to accomplish that thing like you can find happiness tomorrow if you just and it's in in such small things I like this app on my phone, and I like eating this food and I like what's a really specific thing I could name I like when I finish all of my work early and I get to play Super Smash Brothers with my friend Guy who lives in Portugal (laughs) And I like, when I do fill merch orders and I do have to work, I like listening to a podcast called Gilmore Guys where they discuss the Gilmore Girls. Those are small things in my life that I really cherish. And they're just passing things. But I think really focusing on those things and really appreciating them every day made me a much more positive person.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's more about not... Like maybe I, I kind of hinted at it before, but putting putting that happiness letting other people control your happiness is not gonna work out for you. And that comes with things like whatever, those success goals, but it it comes with putting that reliance in other people like that you don't have control over your own happiness. Somebody will let you down, but mm-hmm. if you channel that back into your own life and things that you know are going to work for you. You know that you can control. Then it's going to be a, like like interesting. I you know I up front I was you know a lot more successful on the internet before, but I'm a lot happier now. Right? Because super important. I've you know getting those goals of whatever numbers, whatever superficial goals. Again, it doesn't really. You never are satisfied. But now I'm. I've gotten you know back into little things like I get more joy out of listening to or watching sports or doing fantasy football or whatever else than I ever did in the like years of being like, you know, successful on the internet because that's not ever going to bring you that happiness because it's Mm -hmm. too reliant on things that are out of your control. And I, I just, I don't know. It's very, I would reinforce the point Mitch made. It's very good, and I'm yeah struggling here with I think that how to um, articulate it. Um,
0: I think that this next thing I'm going to say is like <laughs> is just like clawingly sweet. It's it's like almost <laughs> too positive, but I really feel like a lot of people that I know personally and that approach me and that talked to me. They have these dreams in being this like really successful person and that's fine but the ways that they want to get there is they want to be popular on Twitter and they want people to know who they are and they want to be just known because Mm -hmm. I think today we live in a time where it feels like that's what success is. You have to have a big voice and you have to be funny and you have to be cool and people have to look up to you and you have to have lots of followers and you have to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and these they are get, all other
1: other people based, you know. Mm-hmm. These and are all relying on others.
0: The idea that they won't have that makes that person very cynical and very sad because mm-hmm. they're like, well look at my life. I have nothing. What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm not anybody. And the truth mm-hmm. is you're already somebody. Yeah. Currently, right now, you are a person. You are a living person and you have your entire life to just do anything that you want even if other people aren't approving of it with some fucking like button. Mm-hmm. You can do all of those things and you mm-hmm. can go explore and you can enjoy the sky and you can enjoy video games. Like video games exist today, right now. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And if you're not into video games, food exists yeah. and there's a lot of things. culinary so arts exist. Impo-
1: and- impossible things that exist that... Mm-hmm we take for granted constantly, you know, there's so many like literal miracles. Like everything is impossible. That's happening. Right.
0: Like just
1: how everything worked out in general. So it's, it's easy to say, Oh, I'm on this computer. I'm doing this all I'm watching a show. I'm doing Mm -hmm. all this and it's what's, this is bad. Like you don't take it. You don't appreciate it. And right. Also again, yeah, like Mitch, was saying there's I don't know it's easy to get approval approval from people if that's your goal you Mm -hmm. can be successful you can get likes or whatever but for even in my personal experience creating something like creating for for me is my that's what I know so that's what I'll talk about but stuff making stuff that I personally enjoy that I find visually beautiful that I actually enjoy making is a lot more rewarding than making stuff for other people that i know other people like because i can do that anyone can do that of course it's It's easy to cater to other people but you're not going to get anything out of it even if you think you are by the the whatever rewards it's going to bring you Mm -hmm. it's they're not as fulfilling as you may think and if you have that mindset of this is what other people are going to like then you're never going to be happy and that's and also, I I should say, this might be a more deep root issue. This might be something that you need help for in separate ways. You might have anxiety, depression, whatever. Right. And that's a separate issue that you can find a lot more helpful in other ways. But just in terms of an overall viewpoint on life, there's always two options. Good, and bad. maybe there's more, but it just makes more sense to... To choose the the route of the left route rather than mm-hmm. the right, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Anyways.
0: so what a beautiful question. Yeah, I love it. Key points to that. Um, I'll go first. You can go second. Um, <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Immediately
1: contradicting my whole point. <laughs> yeah, first variation is
0: wrong, and this is why. Um, no, the things I really want this person or anybody listening to Walk Away With, um, is just that it's completely normal to look at the world and feel a little cynical. It's also completely normal to, um, you know, be a little bit selfish because you are, you know, the star of your own movie all the time. You are the main Mm -hmm. character. So, yeah, you're experiencing life from your perspective, so it's okay to be a little bit selfish. Just Mm -hmm. don't let it hurt other people. Uh, and then you're good. You're fine. Or, like, don't let it even hurt uh, your yourself or, like, really stand in the way. And that's, uh, that's an awkward balance, but you'll eventually get it. The second thing um, I really want to reiterate and, uh, you know, like Christian was saying, uh, if you think that other people focusing on you will make you a successful person or is the only way that you can actually be somebody please remember you are already somebody you are a living person and you um you don't need their approval Uh, especially because you know a lot of the people out there don't exactly care about you or know about you or know you as a real person but you do uh and again overly sweet and stupid but loving yourself is super important Mm -hmm. And really caring about yourself and really taking care of yourself and that, I don't know, it makes me happy. And I think that it would make other people happy to really, this is my last one, focus on the small things. Yes. Really just make a list of, I mean, I could name off for the next hour just things that I like. I like the way this lamp throws out light and it makes the room very calm and very cool. And this is my favorite lamp in the whole house and I'm glad that it's next to my bed and i i like to stay up late and go on a nick reboot and watch hey arnold and watch stuff like double dare and look at people in the chat just make jokes about 90s television that i used to watch when i was a kid i adore mm-hmm. that
1: it's uh, a lot of it's a lot of good things and beautiful things out there mm-hmm. that are lots of beautiful you know, stuff out just there just like yeah mitch you know like i said before talking to my brother and watching football games mm-hmm. with our fantasy roster up is the most joy I feel in yeah. life and listening <laughs> to rap music loud and headphones mm-hmm. and making music creating stuff, but not just for my own sake for doing it. There, there's so many things that bring joy that aren't reliant on other people. Although fantasy mm-hmm. football, your, your players got to do good, but <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's, so what's your ATV story?
0: God, do we have time. <laughs> well, you know what? I accepted like 15 minutes ago that like we're just going to go way over. Oh, definitely. We're going way, makes up for, way, over. But it makes up for the last month. Actually, I was thinking that this whole time that like we were recording and just really trying to give good, insightful answers and stuff like that. Um, Usually, I mean, like people can listen to this in chapters, that. right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, like, they listen to this over the course of a few days. They're not going to finish it in one go. And if you do, congrats. You just listen to, like, two just hours of Sad Soul. Just <laughs> a little
1: snack. Five uh, minutes at a time.
0: A little naughty treat. This is treat. The,
1: next, <laughs> <laughs> the next big series. Um,
0: so the ATV story? if
1: it's big or not? Um, ATV story, yeah. Okay,
0: I will tell mine. Uh, it goes something like, I was I, I was at Lake I Havasu. <laughs> I was at Lake Havasu when I was like pretty young. I was like twelve or thirteen years old, probably even less than thirteen. I was like twelve, uh, and I'm at Lake Havasu, and I'm with family. I'm with my brother. I'm with my then stepdad. I'm with like my who cares who I'm with. I'm with i I'm with family. Yeah, Johnny Continuing was there to list them out. and Rob and Jimmy was there, and uh, yeah, and we're staying with. Um, uh, we're staying with like a family friend or something and it's all very awkward and I'm not a very outgoing person and their kids are super outgoing. They're like doing jumps on ATVs and just going crazy. I have a very distinct memory of the long drive there trying to make a conversation with this kid who was my age, but he was like way cooler. He had like spiked hair and stuff. <laughs> and he's cool. Yeah, he was chill as hell. <laughs> and um, he asked me, so are you into froting? and that's what he said oh boy! and I, I was like know. I get it I was like huh and he just goes <sighs> off-roading <laughs> and I said oh uh no not really and he said okay well, we're really into it and I was like okay and so my brother and my stepbrother they're all doing it and they're all ATVing and I have a broken arm at this point and like my arm is in a cast And it was like just getting ready to come off in like a week, and they're like, "Come on, just ride one." And I was like, "I don't know if I could ride one with the cast." And they're like, "Just do it. It won't be that bad." And I was just like, "Nah, I really don't want to." And they're calling me chicken and stuff. They're like, "Come on, just do it. Just ride it." And I was like, "I don't really want to do this," but I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll do it." And I step on the ATV. I stand on it. That's my first thing I did wrong. No, I I get on the ATV, and they were like, "Okay, this is accelerate. This is the brake. This is how you turn. That's pretty much all you need to know." Uh the brakes there you go good luck just follow the person in front of you and i ride it for i would say half a second because (laughs) as soon as i as soon as i try and go forward and i accelerate i hit it too hard i zoom forward and i crash (laughs) i crash very hard (laughs) into uh like a pillar or a wall that's Mm. attached to their um their home and it just shakes everything up and The most embarrassing part was that I didn't let go of the acceleration, so I just kept (laughs) repeatedly hitting the same wall until someone stopped me. And then after that, they were like, maybe he shouldn't. And I just didn't go after that. And it was super embarrassing. And my older brother just laughed and laughed and laughed for like a week at that. Because that's very much his type of humor, is bad stuff happening to me.
1: (laughs) Your pain and suffering. So Um, what's your ATV story? Well... Uh, it must have been. I must have been eighth, seventh grade. Um, I my old childhood best friend. I went with him and his family to. I was living in Washington. We drove to Idaho, the co the the near the border, a place called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, mm-hmm. where his family had a, a house there on on a little lake. And it was a very strange place. You could see from the house in the mountains. There was a big a uh, big cross, a big wooden cross up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. There was, it was supposedly a lot of um, white supremacists up in the mountains. It was oh, very, wow. a lot of tales about what was going on up there.
0: What if you Cut were like, it the, was very cool? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hated felt it. felt like home. <laughs> I hated it.
1: Um, but we got there. Whatever else, we, list, I, uh, we listened to Dancing in the Moonlight, Um, dancing to it um, and went to Walmart. The first time I ever went to Walmart, we got a little... Disease. A a (laughs) remote-control helicopter. Oh, tight. Flew it into the lake. But skipping to when everyone's riding these ATVs, they have a few ATVs, the family does, and they're riding them. I'm kind of watching. I've never ridden them before, just similar to your situation. So I... They say, oh, do you want to try this out? I say, yes. <laughs> yes, and, I do. <laughs> um, so I get on. They say, okay, we'll just ride around this little gravel parking lot, but it was next to the lake, uh, and kind of practice first. The, the scariest part is that they were... Uh, it was a, a prequel to them saying, after this, we can go up on this mountain ledge oh, and ride. And you're like, um, I better crash this thing into the lake. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I start riding around. I'm doing okay. I'm just kind of, um, I'm all right. But I, I'm riding around in circles, and then I'm eventually making bigger circles. I'm getting to the outside of the lake. There's this car, and I'm trying to avoid it. So I, I kind of freak out panic because the car kind of comes up on me more quickly than I thought. Mm-hmm. I try to try to stop, try to stop the ATV instead of hitting the the brake, I hit the acceleration, oh, I no. dart forward down this little ledge. it starts going towards the lake, down this hill, and I jump off. <laughs> I, <laughs> It flies into the lake It's drenched in water I'm How far bleeding, did it go in the lake? Freaking out It went in the lake And the ATV it turns out broke It was oh, really expensive no. Everyone was really His whole family was really mad at me the whole time I think. <laughs> They just, they just and, don't have a Christmas that year yeah. <laughs> So I'm just sitting around an empty was, tree, thinking of you. As <laughs> of me, um, so the the ATV was ruined. There was some sort of cable uh, or barbed wire that was very close to before I jumped off. If I didn't jump off, apparently it would have decapitated me, killed oh me. My God. So I didn't even know that. I just knew that. The family
0: is still like I wish it had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it went in the lake I never rode an ATV again it was I panicked and I pressed the accelerate button instead of the brake that's all I gotta say that's a
0: common mistake though right it's your first time oh
1: yes so
0: it's been a good episode guys really good how wait okay how long do you think it's been
1: I don't even I just was hoping I'd say that we'd just end it suddenly. oh right there <laughs> yes um
0: well, thanks for listening everyone thank
1: you for listening everyone it's been great we'll see you very soon
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.